The first thing we need to do is have a healthy balanced diet. Dr. Enders recommends that where possible we eat foods that our gut loves, rather than something we like. For example, we may do well to consume more fruits and vegetables favored by the gut and be sparing with sugar and fat intake. Aside from the strict diet control, we should adjust to the mechanism of the gut. For example, our defecation mechanism was not designed for the toilet, squatting is the correct way to defecate. That is why hemorrhoids are prevalent in countries accustomed to using toilets. But if you insist on using the toilet, elevating your feet and leaning forward can achieve the same effect as squatting. Additionally, the best way to know if your gut is healthy or not is to check your stool. The ideal stool is brownish, smooth, soft, comes in the shape of a sausage or a snake. By comparing stools, we can observe whether our gut is healthy. What should you do if you have constipation? If you are mildly constipated, you should take probiotics, dietary fiber, drink plenty of water, and don't suppress your urge to poop. Hopelessly constipated travelers, slow transporters, and hemorrhoid hindrance conquerors can use laxatives. Dr. Enders specifically emphasizes the three-day rule in the use of laxatives. What is it? Our large intestine is divided into three sections, and usually, only the last section is emptied. But a strong laxative can empty all three sections and it takes about three days to fill all three sections. So after we take the laxatives for the first time, we should wait at least for another three days before another dose of the drug. Next to ensuring a proper diet, we also need to pay attention to the cleanliness in and outside our gut. We generally think that the gist of cleanliness is to keep our gut as clean as possible. However, Dr. Enders cites an example of some South Americans who once gave birth in the South Pole to obtain their right to exploit the oil reserve there. Still, their babies couldn't get enough bacteria from the South Pole to kill the most common germs when they returned to an average environment. That's why Dr. Enders offers a new perspective on cleanliness and hygiene. Harmful bacteria can help train our immune system, and it is not necessary to kill them all. Instead, we should curb the multiplication of bad bacteria and expand the population of good bacteria so that the good ones always prevail. The three great tools for cleaning your body are probiotics, prebiotics, and antibiotics. But we need to try to stay away from antibiotics. Probiotics can take care of the gut, stop diarrhea, strengthen the immune system, expel invaders, and treat allergies. They have no side effects and are best for the elderly and children. The most common probiotic is yogurt. Nobel Prize winner Ilya Mechnikov studied a group of Bulgarian mountain dwellers and found that the secret to their longevity came from their long-term yogurt consumption, which was highly beneficial. In addition to probiotics, let's talk about prebiotics. Prebiotics promote the growth of good bacteria which cannot be absorbed in the small intestine. Once prebiotics reach the large intestine, they become the favorite food for good bacteria. The most typical prebiotic is dietary fiber. The higher the dietary fiber intake, the greater the quantity of food to fuel the energy of good bacteria in the large intestine. In this way, they can fight the harmful bacteria to keep our gut healthy. For this reason, we can supplement our diet with foods rich in dietary fiber, such as asparagus, onions, garlic, lettuce, ginger, artichokes. Plus, we can also supplement our meals with inulin and GOS, galacto-oligosaccharides. 
inulin can be used as sugar or fat substitute, while GOS can reduce the risk of allergies and neurodermatitis in infants. Meanwhile, it also protects the gut wall from bad bacteria. Alright, after probiotics and prebiotics, let's discuss antibiotics. Why should we stay away from them even though they can help with the cleanup of our bodies? That is because antibiotics will kill a lot of good bacteria while getting rid of the bad ones. There are numerous examples of antibiotic abuse today. One of the misconceptions about antibiotics is that they can be used to fight colds. To be clear, most colds are caused by viruses, not bacteria. Apart from the placebo effect, the use of antibiotics in this case can annihilate a lot of good bacteria. Unless you have pneumonia or your child has a high fever that won't go away, try to avoid antibiotics because they have too many side effects, including diarrhea, altered gut flora, and the dreadful development of microbial resistance. In Europe, thousands of people die from bacterial infections annually due to drug resistance. Next to preventing antibiotic abuse, there are two more things you need to do to stay away from antibiotics. First, try to eat organic meats, turn your back on raw ones, and thoroughly wash your fruits and vegetables. In many countries, a lot of antibiotics are added to animal food to improve livestock survival rates and prevent them from dying of bacterial infections in unhygienic sheds. Yet such a practice will lead to the proliferation of various drug-resistant bacteria in the livestock. On the contrary, the use of antibiotics is limited in an environment where animals are raised organically, making organic meat safer. Furthermore, suppose those animal feces are used as fertilizer for fruits and vegetables. It can also result in the presence of various drug-resistant bacteria on the surface of fruits and vegetables, so rinse them properly before eating. Second, people are very likely to consume foods containing drug-resistant bacteria while traveling out of town, so it is better to pay extra attention to your diet during a trip. It is no exaggeration to say that we should clean vegetables and fruits with boiled water before eating them if necessary. Apart from a healthy balanced diet and cleanliness, we need to keep a positive attitude to ease the burden on our gut and neural pathways. As we mentioned earlier in this bookie, the brain and the gut are interrelated. Microbiologists have pointed out that stress is unhygienic. When the brain is under tension, stress, and negative emotions, it will order the gut to cut back on digestion energy. In such cases, the gut will have less mucus, a slower blood circulation, and in the long run, the organ can experience exhaustion, leading to indigestion, diarrhea, or vomiting among other ailments. An unhealthy gut can bring about diseases, and eventually we will become victims of this vicious cycle. So, to keep your gut healthy, do what you can to relieve stress, manage your emotions properly, stay optimistic, and give your overworked brain a break, and don't forget that both the gut and the brain share hardships and blessings.